0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Sorry, this slightly belated uh, F1 podcast for Suzuka. Um, I didn't end up doing qualifying one because it was all in the one day, so I was just going to do like a a combined one Sunday night, but I started feeling a bit sick, so then I didn't. And then yesterday I was still feeling a bit shit, so I just thought, I better not. I'm still feeling a bit shit, but um, we'll be all right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. So, um, it was a pretty entertaining race. I mean, if you weren't keeping track of what was going on at the weekend, um, we had uh, this big typhoon that came in through, um, well, hit Japan on a Saturday night, um, and didn't end up actually causing too much damage down at Suzuka, but kind of redirected a bit and went up through Tokyo, so... Um, but they, as a precaution, they delayed the qualifying to Sunday morning, which is, I think, about the fourth time it's ever happened. So it was a bit of a unknown territory for everyone, but obviously there was a lot of pressure on the qualifying session um, for no one to really fuck up and crash, because obviously there wasn't enough time to, uh, well, there wouldn't have been very much time to then uh, get to the start of the race. So there's a bit of extra pressure there, plus it was still very windy. So it was... Um, yeah, it was interesting. So I'll just very briefly go through the qualifying results. I won't really go into it too much. Um, so we had Sebastian Vettel, P1, Leclerc, P2, both for Ferrari, Bottas, P3, Hamilton, P4, then Verstappen, P5, Albon, P6, Sainz, P7, Norris, P8, Pierre Gasly, P9, and Grosjean, P10. Um Stand out there... Well, the Renaults were just off pace massively. They had a bit of a up and down practice sessions and it was a bit of a weird one from them, but they um, they did well in the race, so I guess that's the most important thing, I guess. But essentially, both Renaults went out... Well, Ricardo went out in the first part of qualifying and Hülkenberg in the second part. Um, I don't think he even... He did put a time in, but had an issue with the car, so they had to stop, so... Um, yeah, it was a, uh, Vettel, you know, pretty much, I wouldn't say dominated, but he, he had the pace on Leclerc. And it was good to see him get that P1, the pole position, because he's been struggling. And it seems to be a bit of a resurgence for Vettel. And it, I, I wonder if it's coming at the right time because he's building up towards the end of the season and whether he'll carry that momentum through into next year. I think he's trying to assert himself as the P1 driver, you know. Um, so I think Leclerc's kind of... Sp- Stoked the fire under Vettel, which maybe was a mistake on Leclerc's part because Vettel was, kind of seemed to be back to his old self, which is really great actually. So, um, yeah, so it was a pretty entertaining qualifying session. If you didn't watch it, it's worth watching the highlights. It was, it was quite a good one. So, it was super windy, so the, the drivers were really struggling for um, confidence and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was quite an interesting one. It was pretty close, you know. So, um, yeah, it was a good one. So let me go to the race results, and then we'll go through and summarise it. Uh, Pretty good race, um, generally speaking. um, Some pretty exciting stuff, especially towards the end. The start was kind of exciting. um, But let me just take you through the results, and then we'll we'll go through and summarise the race. So Bottas, P1 um, for Mercedes, really great drive from him. Pretty dominant, had an excellent start, got past Vettel, and just kind of dominated the race from there, really, and just kind of, put in the times that he needed to to kind of stay ahead and um him and hamilton did kind of did, kind of did different strategies um but in the end they put hamilton back onto a two stop they were going to try him on a one stop which I, if they had kept him on that i think they could have beaten vettel but um but they didn't they kind of missed a little bit of a trick there but never mind um so yeah, so Bottas P1, Vettel P2, Hamilton P3, Alexander Albon P4, that's his best result yet. So really good job from him. Um Carlos Sainz P5, great result from McLaren. Um they're really dominating actually over Renault, which are the kind of they're the, the two teams duking it out for that top four position. So um, but then Ricardo P6, excellent excellent drive from him. He started 17th. Um or 16th, I think. Um, and he, he was just one of those days where he was just on fire and the car was really good and he was managing to pass people all over the place, so really great job from him. Uh, Charles Leclerc, P7, again, loads of passes. He had a bit of a fuck-up at the beginning of the lap, but we'll get back to that. Um, uh, P8, Pierre Gasly, so good drive from him for Toro Rosso. Sergio Perez, P9. Um, luckily to get that P nine, we'll come back to that. Holkenberg uh, finished P ten, um, not so such a good race from him actually. Considering he started ahead of Ricardo, Ricardo. I will come back to it, but he was sensational. Um, Lance Stroll P eleven, Kvyat P twelve, bit of a nothing race for him. So that's an aeroplane. Um, Lando Norris P thirteen had a bit of an incident, which kind of pushed him down. Just a bit of a shame for them. Uh, Raikkonen P fourteen. Grosjean, 15th for Haas. uh, Giovinazzi fell for Romeo, 16th. Magnussen, 17th. Then Russell and Kubica, 18th and 19th. And then Max Verstappen didn't finish because of an incident at the start, which we'll get to now. Um, So the start, Vettel was obviously on pole. He kind of almost like a false start but luckily it was a tiny little fraction of a movement of a false start and then he realised put the brake on and then had to do and then start again but by that time the lights had changed and um, he'd lost that forward momentum a bit and Bottas just went straight past him around the outside but luckily Vettel managed to keep that P2 place uh, luckily um, but Bottas had got past and by that point that was it. Once Mercedes gets out front, it can just pull away. So, um, and I think Mercedes had the faster race car in the day. So, um, so yeah, I mean that start from Vettel. He was very lucky because he actually started a little bit behind his mark when he felt when he kind of false started and went forward. He didn't actually. There's like a sensor. So if you cross that sensor before the light goes off, then it's considered a false start. But because he was a bit back in his box, he went forward, didn't cross that sensor, and then off he went. So um, so he was lucky, very lucky there. Um, he got investigated and he didn't get any any sort of uh, penalty or anything. So um, so that was lucky from him. And then uh, Leclerc got a pretty decent start. Hamilton got an okay start. And... Um, Verstappen got a really good start for once in the Red Bull. He struggled recently with starts, so um he actually got alongside almost slightly ahead of um Leclerc and uh Leclerc kind of understeered a bit and like clipped his rear end and caused some damage. Verstappen went spinning off. Leclerc kept going with like a damaged front wing and like sparks and shit flying everywhere and um he he ended up having to come in a couple of laps later to change the front wing, um, and but he'd already it kind of fucked his race up really. But it, it was his mistake. I mean, he he ended up getting penalised for it. So, um, and uh, Verstappen drove on for a bit, but he kind of flat spotted his tyres and he had loads of damage to his floor. So, if you you've heard me talk about that before, the floor of the cars very. Important for aerodynamics, and once it gets damaged, it just causes all kinds of problems. So he was getting like movement under braking, and his tires kept locking, and um, and he had these flat spots in his tires from the slide anyway. And they didn't actually pit him; they probably should have pitted him, but they probably would have just had to retire the car once they saw the damage. So he he went on for a bit, maybe like ten more. Like what was it? Um, he lap fourteen laps he managed, um, but he was running in like seventeenth, and he just couldn't get past anyone. And his car was too damaged, so they had to retire him. So. Real shame because it was a Honda home race, uh, being in Suzuka, uh, so real shame for them, but um, at least they got the P4 from Albon, so he he drove a great race, I mean, he, uh, he couldn't really have helped got up to the Mercedes and Ferraris, really, so... He's about 40 seconds off their pace, I think, in the end. So, um, so yeah, uh, a bit of a shame for Red Bull. But they're normally quite strong at Mexico, which is the next race. So it could be some really good points for Red Bull and hopefully a podium for Albon, which I'd really love to see. That'd be amazing. So he maybe be a win. He's got a chance of a win so but he has to outperform Verstappen so, and actually going back to qualifying uh, Alexander Albon and Max Verstappen got identical times in qualifying but because Verstappen went out before him and got the time first he got the higher position on the grid um, and it's super impressive because it's the first time Albon's driven Suzuka um, and in a, well in any sort of car so um super impressive first time at the track in an F one car driving quick and he matched Verstappen's time which is pretty sensational really. So I, I think he's done enough to get the Red Bull drive next year. Um he's pretty feisty on track as well. He did a slightly sceptical move on um uh Lando Norris which actually put Norris into the pit some damage and um that's why Norris finished so low down in the end but he didn't Albon didn't get any penalty for it. So it was a bit of a enthusiastic move down the inside of the last chicane but it was uh I suppose hard but fair I suppose you'd call it but it's exactly the sort of driver that um Red Bull want you know he's showing his feistiness and bringing the car home and getting points regularly so he's outscored Verstappen for instance since he's been in the team so you can't get much better than that really so um yeah great job from him really good drive uh, where was I? So, yeah, so basically Leclerc's race was ruined because of his mistake. He also then, so he got a penalty in the end. At the end of the race, they brought them both in, him and Verstappen discussed it, and then Leclerc get, ended up getting, I think he got a 15-second penalty. He got penalty for crashing into Verstappen, causing the accident, and then he also got a penalty for not bringing the car in to replace the front wing when he should have done and putting bits of car all over the track and actually one point his wing mirror flew off and flew back and hit Hamilton's car and took out Hamilton's wing mirror. So (laughs) it was just carbon fibre flying everywhere. So it was dangerous and his team should have forced him to come in but they didn't. Leclerc stayed out and he got the penalty and he lost points for it. So hopefully he'll learn from that. Um, So yeah, I mean... What, I'll go back to the, the head of the race in a second, but other drives, yeah, Ricardo. I mean, he had a good start, although Hulkenberg had the start of all starts. You can actually see that on the, uh, if you follow the F1 uh, Instagram page, they had a really cool video of Hulkenberg's start and he just went past like six people or something insane. It was a great start. Uh, and Ricardo, uh, I think they got up to about 30 laps in, maybe 20 laps to go. And Ricardo was running 11th, Hulkenberg 10th, and they actually, Hulkenberg let Ricardo through pretty much because Ricardo was quicker. He was on a maybe a slightly better strategy. His tyres were fresher. And he was like, let me through. I'll take him out. And he got past Perez, uh, Perez, Gasly, and someone else as well. Because Leclerc was running further, further ahead, but he, um, He got past three people in the space of like, oh no, Lance Stroll. He went past Stroll, Perez, and Gasly in the space of about five laps, just destroyed all of them. So it's like classic vintage Ricardo. So that was really good to see that happen. And considering they had such a terrible qualifying to get the, you know, a P6 and a P10. Um, and it, it well Ricardo actually finished p7 but because Leclerc's penalty got added at the end of the race it was a 15 second penalty and Ricardo was close enough to then gain a spot so um so yeah really good result from him um and then science proving once again he's he's been the driver of the season, I think so far at least it's it's definitely the second half of the season he's he's kind of putting that mcLaren closer to the top three. Than anyone else can manage, like no one else can get close to science, including his teammate. Um, he's being he's driving sensationally. Kind of shows that Red Bull shouldn't have let him go all those years ago, a few years back when they they brought Verstappen in. Uh, so that was when science and Verstappen were both racing for uh, um, Toro Rosso, and Verstappen got promoted. Science got kind of left behind in Toro Rosso, and then they didn't want to keep him past that year, I think. So that's when science went to Renault, and then McLaren um and then they've had to bring Albon in but I think Albon's a really good you know substitute now so so I think that's great so um and he's proving he's kind of he can perform on Verstappen's level which is no easy task at all so um I think actually Verstappen next year is going to have to watch his back because I think Albon's going to be performing at his level which is great for Red Bull and they've got two drivers there that are going to really push that team forward so um, and it could it could turn out that Verstappen leaves and goes to Mercedes or Ferrari next year or not next year the year after so because I think the Verstappen's uh, are getting fed up with Red Bull not being able to compete at the top so it's an interesting one so yeah um, so yeah the head of the race we had pretty much Bottas just controlled things he kind of just cruised off and um, went you know controlled the pace put in some great times Vettel couldn't really get that close to him uh, they actually and Hamilton was trying to stay up with Vettel and then they pitted Vettel first to try and do the undercut but then they just brought Bottas in straight away pitted him so he was going to mirror Vettel's two stops they then tried to put Hamilton on a one-stop and push him longer, which initially wasn't like it was going to work. And when he came into the pits, he was about 30 seconds behind, 20, 25 seconds behind every behind Vettel and, and Bottas, which he was a bit pissed off about. He kind of wondered why that had happened. Um, but then... He was on the medium tyres and he was doing some pretty quick times and managed to get back pretty close to Vettel, reasonably close to him. And then when Vettel and Bottas did their second stops, Hamilton was in, in the lead and had about a 10-second lead um, with, you know, Bottas and then Vettel behind. Um, and I think Bottas was going to catch him. And it was at that point they decided, I think they were worried that Hamilton was going to just stay out and try and get to the end of the race, which he probably could have done, given the life that he had left in his tyres. So it was, um, yeah, it was an interesting one. I think they actually, Hamilton probably could have stayed out, maybe would have lost the first place to Bottas anyway, but I think he could have held off Vettel, because Vettel's Ferrari was eating through the tyres quite a lot. So I'm not sure, even if Vettel had managed to catch up to Hamilton, I don't think he'd have got past him. And Even if he had, he'd have still got a P3, which he got anyway. So, I think Mercedes maybe missed a the trick there and should have left Hamilton out on a one stop and just gambled it, because um, they were under no threat from Albon in P4. Like Hamilton could have, if Fettel had passed him, Hamilton could have come in, got some tyres, got a fastest lap, and you know got a P3, which is what he managed to do in the end anyway because he got the P3 on the fastest lap. So, um, yeah, so a bit of a missed opportunity for Mercedes there. Their their strategy, even though they're normally good, they're not... I don't know if something's changed in their strategy department, but it seems like they're missing a trick sometimes. And I I can understand why they did put Hamilton onto a two-stop in the end, because they wanted Bottas to get the win, um, which so I don't They didn't manufacture it, but they did it in a way that... Meant there was no on track shenanigans going on, you know, they kind of took it out of their hands. So, and Bottas had basically he really deserved the win because he qualified out of Hamilton and his start was sensational and he got past battle and controlled it from there on. So, it really it was his win, uh, to, to have, but um, it's yeah, it was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think Mercedes should have gambled on Hamilton a bit more there and just left him out. Because worst case scenario, he'd have finished where he was going to finish anyway. So they were just gambling that Hamilton on fresher soft tyres was going to be able to catch Vettel and pass him. But in the end, he didn't have a straight line speed to get past him. So, um, yeah, interesting. But there we go. Hamilton was pretty disappointed at the end. But then I think when he realised the team had won the World Championship. So Mercedes, I should have already said that at the beginning, but yeah, Mercedes won the constructors championship so I think when he realised that he was actually like oh okay yeah you know he's still pretty strongly favourite in the world championship for the drivers so um he seemed pretty happy at the the end of it actually so let me see if I can find some comments um Let's have a look. Give me a second. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything other standout. Science from McLaren. Great job, Ricardo. Great job, Leclerc. Fucked up, I think. He kind of messed up there. Um, and he kind of... I think it would learn from that. Yeah, Gasly's been driving really well since going back to Toro Rosso. Um, so that's really good for him that he's managed to process that disappointment like getting dropped from Red Bull. And, and he's managed to outperform Kvyat pretty consistently. So... Um, I mean, Kvyat's confirmed for next year for Toro Rosso, but um, so I think they've got a pretty strong team because I think Gasly's confirmed for Toro Rosso really, and Red Bull mad if they don't get give Albon um, the, the car next year. So um, he's definitely done enough. Um, yeah. So hang on, let us go down and see if we can go for what they said again. The BBC is very inconsistent. I wish they'd be more consistent with fucking their comments and shit. But, um, I mean, you can fucking read it on, go to the BBC site and you can read the little summary if you want. But um, basically, Byas was pretty happy to win. Um, He, uh, I think it was a bit of a point to prove because I think he, he hears and reads a lot of criticism about himself. Whereas I don't think Hamilton does, I think Bottas was a bit pissed off that people are saying he kind of is no good at the end of the season. He just drops off, so I think it was a bit of a point to prove from him. Um, and Vettel was happy. I think he felt he didn't really have the pace to win today, even if he'd had a better start. I'm not sure he could have um, held off the pace of Bottas or Hamilton if, if it, you know, if that had how it because essentially they'd have had the two cars at the front and they could have. You know, undercut Vettel potentially, and you know, got the win that way. So, I think he's, um, yeah, has, Vettel was pretty happy, and Hamilton in the end, a bit disappointed with the strategy that he couldn't win. But that's why he's a world, well, five-time, seemed to be six-time world champion, is he's never ever happy unless he's unless he wins, and he was pretty pissed during the race. Um, because of the strategy and why he was so far behind but it just goes to show his winning mentality which you've got to have if you want to be a world champion so um, yeah so yeah interesting from him Um, and then yeah Vettel again just showing I think trying to I don't know assert his dominance back on the team and he's been performing really well in the last few races so I can see him finishing really strongly this year um You've got to feel like the Ferrari's are favourites for the rest of the races. Um, Really, their car's just so good at the moment. Um, And Mercedes aren't going to bring a lot more updates. The Mercedes are going to struggle in Mexico because they always do. Um, I think Red Bull are going to be strong there and Ferrari will be. USA, Hamilton's always really good around that track. So you'd say his skill on that track will help bridge the gap to that performance difference between Ferrari and Mercedes so he might be in with a chance there and then you know then there's Brazil and Abu Dhabi It's Abu Dhabi um so yeah anyway there we go I've waffled enough good race worth watching if you can watch the highlights pretty exciting at the end when Hamilton was trying to catch Vettel and pass him it was like 10-15 laps where they were kind of you know right behind each other like you know really close so that that was cool and um good job for Vettel to not crack under the pressure and make a mistake. So so that's good for him. So, um yeah, no, it was pretty good. I enjoyed the race. Very good it was. Exciting because of the qualifying on the same day. I think maybe they should do that more. Like may, They're talking about like uh, reverse grid things on Saturdays and I wasn't really that into the idea, but seeing how the qualifying and the race was on one day, it puts a bit more pressure on the drivers to not make a mistake. So I think, you know, maybe on a saturday it's a a reverse championship position race sprint race you know like 20 laps or whatever it is or 30 laps or you know 50% of the normal race distance um just for a nice exciting race and um and then i'd say that's its own standalone thing and then the next day you do quali as you did would do normally and the race and, that's, um, and maybe the sprint race reverse grid, it's like half the points you'd get normally for a race win or something like that, like it's 50% points or something. I don't know, because it's half distance or maybe that's how they do it. And it makes Saturday super exciting. And then Sunday, you got quality and the race as you would normally have it, a bit more pressure. You don't have that practice session on uh, on the Saturday. You just have a full race. You have your normal practice one and two Friday Reverse grid race Saturday, then quali and race, full race Sunday. I think that'd be kind of cool. So, and I don't think you do it every race. Well, you, you, maybe you'd have to, because if you're going to do it at one, but then you go somewhere like Monaco and the reverse grid, you basically be like, whoever starts first is going to win it very much. So, um, so yeah, maybe they couldn't do it at those kind of races, but I don't know. We'll see. It's, um, they're definitely thinking about doing something like that. So I don't think the driver's going to like it, but it, it should make it entertaining at least. So, which is kind of, you know although I don't think it's going to help save cost if you have a, a whole another race that you've got to do each weekend but anyway they might have to change the rules about engine usage or something like give them all one or two extra engines in the year but um, we'll see how that goes so it's another airplane um, yeah so cheers for tuning in everyone that was our little Formula 1 special for Suzuka the Japanese Grand Prix um, we'll be back. Uh, when is? Look, let me have a look. See, October twenty fifth to the twenty seventh, visiting Mexico Grand Prix, and then we got back to back to the USA the following weekend, November first and November third, and then we've got a week and a half gap, uh, and then we've got Brazil fifteenth to the seventeenth of November. Um, so. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. And then Abu Dhabi is on the 29th to the 1st of December. So, yeah, it's going to be quite exciting. I think Hamilton's still going to win, but it'll be nice to see how he does it and where he does it. They want him to do it in uh, the USA because it's uh, better for ratings and all that jazz. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that'll do, I've waffled enough, I need to eat dinner, so thank you for tuning in, sorry for the slightly belated episode, um, we should be back to normal on the uh, F1, um, on the next race, but then we should have a few more podcasts this week, I think I'm doing another one with Dave, talking hip hop and music this week sometime if we can, and then I've got one with my mate John in England, which is going to be a regular thing we're going to start doing, um, we're going to talk the Joker movie and we wanted to have a conversation about uh music streaming industry and our views and thoughts around that so we had a little chat on the phone the other day about it it was quite an interesting conversation so we're going to try and recreate that and record it and that'll be via the phone so I'll be we'll be trialing this phone system so hopefully it will work well for everyone um I always get a bit frustrated with phone calls on podcasts, but I think we figured out a good way of doing it. So, yeah, it should be okay. But anyway, cheers for tuning in, everyone. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. um, And we'll be back again soon. Cheers. Bye.